Hey guys, this is Lauren, and you are listening to episode three of the Roses and Rose podcast. Um, I am going to recap uh, episode three and four, um, try to make it quick through three so that we can get to the most recent episode. Um, but I got my glass of wine right here, and because we got a lot to talk about. Um, so to get started, they start out on a group date. Um, it's Cien, Becca, Tia, Kendall, Caroline, um, her like Becca's girlfriends um, for a spa day, and it was really awkward because Becca like forgot Jason's name, and then later was like, "I have such a crush on you," which I think she was just trying to like redeem herself. Which I mean, I do like Jason a lot, but it was just it was really awkward that she forgot his name. I'm sure that's hard when there's so many guys on the the group date, but. Um, the Colton-Tia interaction was super weird and awkward. It kind of reminds me of, like, when Demario, like, saw his ex-girlfriend and was, like, ambushed. And he's like, who's that? Like, it was just very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and obviously, Becca and Tia do talk. And she says, I'll support you in whatever you do. Like, we just kissed. It was really nothing that important. So, it makes her feel like she can move forward, I guess, after having Tia's blessing. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my girl, Kendall, um, because Kendall is, like, such a good, observant friend. And she's like, I want to watch and see who gives Becca the most attention. Because, obviously, all the girls were getting pampered, too, and the guys were kind of giving attention to, to them. And so, Kendall was like you know, let's see who gives attention to Becca. And obviously, like, Wills does that. Um, so I definitely took note of that. Um, and then uh, on the group date, Jordan starts talking about his Tinder matches, that he has 4,000, and he's got, like, a one-to-one, like, match ratio or something. Um, obviously, David tattles on him and tells Becca, obviously, that, like, he's not here for the right reasons. Becca high-fives Jordan. It's kind of a joke, but obviously Jordan was, like, offended by it because he told Becca. Um, And he says he's, like, a golden retriever, that he's super loyal, and he cooks and cleans. Like, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't flatter yourself. I mean, a golden retriever, I think, is a good step up from from Jordan, pretty much. But, uh, and I would say, so Chris's one-on-one date, he kind of struggles to open up because they're writing songs and he kind of like freezes a little bit and like kind of goes into detail about how his dad left him and he had written him a letter and he never heard back. Um, so that was kind of inhibiting him, like showing his emotions while writing songs. Um, in the middle of this one-on-one date, let me just say the North Korea summit came on Um, I saw Chris Harrison tweeted that, you know, The Bachelorette was going to air, but it would just run a little late, which is great. Um, But, like, uh, the people that are watching The Bachelorette don't really care about the North Korea summit. Or maybe not care, but they don't care right now. Like, we're watching The Bachelorette. I am here for the fantasy, for, you know, the escape from reality. I don't really want to be reminded of, like, reality when I'm watching, well, reality TV, but, like, when I'm watching fantasy, not about it, so, and then we get, like, our classic dancing, making out while someone performs, um, and then we kind of go back to the group date, um, and 
uh, Clay injured his wrist. And I was just going to say that Becca's robe dress looks so comfy. It looks like pajamas. And she's running around kissing everybody except John and Mike. Um, So that's a good time. But, you know, also a little bit awkward. Um, And then Clay got the date, the group date, Rose. Um, but he ended up leaving early um, because he had to have surgery on his wrist. He ended, he broke his wrist in that episode um, while he was um, on the group date. So, unfortunately, he had to leave early, which I, like, really liked Clay. So, I'm really sad about it. But we'll see if he ends up uh, maybe popping up in paradise. Who knows? Um, let me take a sip of my wine and then we can go into episode four. So episodes four starts and obviously Jordan is being super mean about David falling out of his bunk bed. Um, the edit for that was ridiculous because we all thought someone like punched him or Jordan punched him or like, well, Jordan couldn't punch him. Like that's just not a thing. But yeah, I felt really bad for him. He ended up falling out of his bunk bed and he really hurt himself. He broke his nose and he like his whole eye was swollen so he came back to um, the cocktail party and he got his rose early so that he could go to bed, um, which was really nice of Becca. And during that rose ceremony, we ended up losing Mike, the long-haired blonde guy who never spoke. Um, we don't know anything about him. He's not dramatic, not memorable at all. And someone else who was really cute, but I don't even know his name, like... So I don't even know who we lost, but, um, I was disappointed that there were no, um, crying interviews after this rose ceremony. So we don't even, I don't even know who the other guy was cause it would have had his name up on the screen. So nobody was like crying. They just left. Um, and then we move into Garrett's one-on-one and they're in Park City, Utah, and it's so obvious that she's super taken by him they take silly pictures they walk around the city and explore they end up going bobsledding which I think is hands down probably one of the coolest things they've ever done in the bachelor franchise um that looked so exhilarating and cool I would be 100% down for that um after their one-on-one date I definitely got the feels for them now like I definitely wasn't seeing the chemistry with them before but now I'm kind of like I see it do I like it no because I'm not like a crazy big fan of Garrett I think that there's better guys like Blake um what so yeah I mean if it was me I would definitely pick Blake but um I guess Garrett is is it because she just keeps being like I'm so into you so okay um he ends up opening up later in the night about his uh, marriage and he was married for two months and he dated this girl for three years um and he said that she was emotionally abusive and that he she would like build him up to tear him down um but and she would like separate him from his family she was like really crazy manipulative and he said he tried to like deal with it throughout their relationship and thought it would get better and he wanted to fight but ultimately it didn't end up working out obviously Becca's sitting there like what the hell like this is definitely not what I expected like it worries me that you've been married especially for such a short amount of time 
like wouldn't you have known that she was abusive to you so I'm kind of like waiting to see if she'll speak out like if she'll speak to the tabloids or something because like I kind of want to hear her side of the story to see if that's like how how she thinks it went went down but and another thing I want to bring up is that like he kind of like is a little bit like I don't know a little bit rude like he was like uh you know like I know your dad died and that's sad but and then he kind of like goes into whatever he was gonna say and like kind of glosses over it like and she like is talking about her like childhood and then he's just like I like walking on snow and it's kind of like are you listening to her like are you actually paying attention so I don't know I don't know how I feel about Garrett but they have their little country concert makeout thing. Um, so, I mean, that one-on-one date went really well for her, obviously. Um, Lincoln, at home, back at the mansion, Lincoln has a conversation with the guys. This is probably, like, one of my favorite parts of the episode. That he thinks that the earth is flat. Um, and that we're all held here by friction. Um not the right word dude I think you're trying for the word gravity um (laughs) but he said you know the earth is flat but it could change in the future is what he said and I'm just kind of like okay and I'm like is he just doing this for attention like I really don't know that was a very strange conversation um and apparently the tabloids this week are saying that he's been arrested for battery um I don't really know all the details on that but that's kind of scary and I believe he makes it fairly far into her season so yeah that's uh, a bit concerning on the castings part um and then I think it's really funny that John Venmo guy Venmo John if you will um foreshadowed Jean Blanc's crash and burn conversation um I would definitely say he's a very smart man I think we're sleeping on Venmo John for sure um so we have a group date next um Colton and Leo uh they like were the main guys who could easily chop the wood um because obviously Colton is like a football player and Leo is super manly he man card way more than all these other pretty boys so I don't really know why Leo is still here but I'm living for it because he was chopping all the wood um surprisingly Jordan did chop the wood which I didn't think was going to happen um I am kind of low-key loving Venmo John now I think he really shined he ended up winning the competition I don't know how he was like scaling poles and trees and like chopping wood like he just was so manly and it was so unexpected but is he right for Becca I don't really think so but he seems like a good man so he's growing on me um Becca says that Jason is a good kisser um and I mean I guess she knows his name now because she forgot it in the last episode so I think he has redeemed himself as well as her and she ends up kissing pretty much everyone again on the end of the group date and my question is like her lipstick is always like intact like I mean I guess she just like touches up her lipstick in between like going off with these guys because it's like I just wonder how her lipstick just stays so perfect. But um, also on the group date, Jordan wore his, like, gold underwear that Becca gave him. And he ended up 
taking his pants off once again. This guy never, ever has pants on. He's ridiculous. Um, he, like, kissed Becca, like, tried to kiss her, and obviously she was not having it. Um, and then him and Colton end up getting into it, and he, like, calls him a clown. And then probably the best part of the episode um, was Jean Blanc's crash and burn. So he, like, gives her, like, a custom, like, perfume scent. And then, like, in his commentary, he's like, you're only as good as your last rose. Um, and I thought that was funny because, like, my leader at work always says that. You're only as good as your last at-bat. Um, but it seems like this does not go well for him. Um, was apparently not very good. Um, he sits down with her and kind of, like, says that he's falling in love with her. Um, and obviously Becca is kind of, like, just, you can tell by her face, just, like, not into it. Um, and it's just kind of like, okay, you've been on three, maybe four group dates, and you're like, I'm falling in love with you. Like, you've spent, like, a total of, like, maybe six hours together. She's not feeling it. And he's just like, so she, like, says, like, basically, can I walk you out? Like, this isn't going to work. Um, also, can I just say that, like, I wish if I was on a bad date, I wish I could just be like, can I walk you out? And, like, that be the end of the date. Um, I think that would save a lot of us, like, some headache for sure. Um, and then, like, when she walks him out, like, he's just so desperate. And he's just kind of, like, just keeps going and then is like, I thought that's what you wanted to hear. Well, that is not what she wanted to hear because she kind of, like, flew off the handle there and was like, no, like, I want everyone to be honest with me. Like, you can't just feed me lies and tell me what I want to hear, which, I mean, is, like, literally what men do is, like, just tell you what you want to hear most of the time. So, I mean, I don't know how she could really expect everybody to be that honest with her, but, um, you know, and then, like, at the end, he's just kind of like, but what about the gift? And I'm like, I couldn't tell if he was, like, trying to get it back or, like, if he was just like, but I gave you a gift. Like, you should keep me. Like, it was really just the strangest interaction, and I was cringing the entire time. Um, but he ended up going home. And let me just say, you know who would have not prematurely said, I'm falling in love with you and done this whole issue here? Grocery store Joe. So, yeah, she slept on him for sure. Um, but Jean Blanc, Blanc ended up going home. Um, Becca was so distraught and upset that she did not end up giving out a rose. And she just went home. So, kind of, like, punished the other guys that were there. And then her next date was a one-on-one -on -one with Wills. And I was just kind of nervous for that because it's like anybody that goes after that like stressful situation like it's just going to be on her mind and I think she's going to be like more like nitpicky about the situation um he did a really good job of like you know just making her feel comfortable he actually said like I want to make you laugh I want to make you feel comfortable so that was a good date I definitely was am a fan of Will's now um, he was very mature and very open. Um, he opened up about his failed relationship, and he said that he fears not being enough for somebody in a relationship, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but overall, I do feel like he, like, made her feel safe and, like, comfortable, and she was definitely into him. Um, she, he did get the rose. Um, there was, like, again, another classic wall kiss, um, you know, every one-on-one -on -one has to have a classic wall kiss. 
Um, there was no cocktail party because it seemed very clear that she knew what she wanted to do. Um, we ended up losing Nick and Kristan. Um, I can barely remember who Nick is, so I guess he really wasn't that important. Um, so we ended up getting roses for Garrett, Wills, Leo, Colton, Blake, Jason, Connor, Lincoln, John, Chris, David, and Jordan. Of course, Jordan gets the last rose. Producer's choice, right? Well, I will leave you with this uh, interesting quote from Jordan. He said, I'm like a sponge. You can squeeze me and get everything out of me, but you won't know until you try. Okay, I like... I don't even really know, like, what he's really trying to say. Yeah. I'm ready for Jordan to go home for sure. Um, And then next week, the previews are, of course, the dreaded two-on-one. And obviously, you have to have two people that are in conflict with each other. So this has been building since, like, episode one, pretty much. Um, But Jordan and David in the chicken suit are going up on the two-on-one. I don't know what happens because I haven't, like, obviously gone that far ahead. Um, My prediction is that they're both going to get sent home because I think they're going to badmouth each other so much that I think Becca's just going to be like, I'm over it. And I think Becca is itching to get rid of Jordan for sure because she's not into it. So I think this is the time where she gets to axe both of them. So... Well, I hope you have enjoyed uh, my commentary for this week's uh, episode of Roses and Rosé. And I will be uh, out of the country for two weeks coming up. So I will have to squeeze probably two episodes in one next time. But thanks for listening. I will see you guys, I guess, next week.